Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Man Cave 4301 podcast. I'm your host, Big Kev. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is part two of the Sean Barry episode. So uh, I know you guys have been waiting for about a week to hear this. Uh, a couple of very keen people. So that's really fantastic. I'm loving the support on Facebook at the moment. I've got another probably 50 people who've liked the page so they can keep up to date with future episodes and whatever else is going on the page, including my weight loss stuff as well. So my keto journey. Um, I'm trying to keep people up to date with it, that as much as possible, as well as my fitness routine. Uh, which is absolutely smashing me. I've got uh, this week, actually, I'm just starting my four-week plan that the PT has uh, organized for me, which is absolutely fantastic. Something different every day, so I'm not going to get really uh, really fed up with it uh, quick. So, uh, And after four weeks, we're going to review it, do some more measurements, weigh in weekly, and all that so you can keep up to date with what's going on there as well. So... Uh, if there's anything else on this uh, channel that you would like me to do podcasts on, not just uh, talking to military or EMS workers, then uh, shoot it through. Uh, just email me at mancave4301 at gmail.com or you can message me on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can get me on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, if you've got any suggestions, it is, it is the man cave. So I want to sort of keep it open to all different things. Um if you wish to hear some more smack talk, I know I've only done one episode of that. I don't know what the response is on that. What what I've heard so far from uh, friends that aren't quite as politically correct uh, <laughs> have really enjoyed it. So um, if you want me to do more of those episodes, let me know. Uh, feel free to put a comment down here in the, uh, in the, in the Facebook comments where I post uh, my updates all the time. So yeah, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the podcast, and I hope you enjoy part two of the Sean Barry episode. Actually, just before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Jutton. He's the uh, security guard at work that uh, kindly donated the two Behringer mics that you often see my uh, my my guests on. Uh, thank you so much, brother. I've got uh, what you're listening to now is one of my condenser microphones, but it's inside a, a, a little, well, I don't even know what you would call it. It's a uh, it's like a shell that goes around the microphone uh, with foam so that it uh, really takes out the back noise and the echo of the room. Uh, it sounds really good after giving it a, a, a really good test, so... Thank you very much, Jutton. It means a lot to me. Um, yeah. Let's get into the podcast. Let's do it. This is all right? Going all right? Fucking lovely. Oh, We're an hour in. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. We That's hilarious. That's what I mean. I just fucking talk, mate. Oh, I love it. Um, we were talking about. Oh, so you're out. Into it. Yep, you're out. And uh, where do you head? Obviously, the mines. You do your yep. mining stuff. Yep. Uh, various other little projects. Yep. Um, well, straight back into training. Um, I think I've always got a knack for for training. I think it's um, well, no, but for real, uh, mum's a teacher. But <laughs> no, but I um, I mean, that's what that's what 
the army is is just constantly training and, and different you know different aspects um but um so i got my shop firing ticket um and then i thought no screw this so i uh, ran a training company uh in singleton which is just in the hunter valley um doing all the construction tickets so all the high-risk work licenses and safety courses and um you know earth moving equipment and truck licenses and all that so um that's when i learned business as well so uh, jumped straight into the ops manager but basically ran ran everything out of victoria so we set up two other sites in new south wales we started running courses in uh, darwin and then um, we made the um got some good contracts going in queensland so um, again, I learnt business. Um, I jumped into the the business chamber um, down there and um, learnt how business chambers work, um, and I really liked it. Uh, and then that's when mining was going in a big downturn. So um, you know that was when was that? That was two thousand and two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. Started two thousand fourteen. Um, it was it was dropping. 2013, yeah, end of 2013, started 2014. It just started plummeting. Um, so it was, hey, let's let's make this mining town. What are we going to do? Let let's let's help businesses grow, um, like small businesses. So and that was that was good learning in, in the business chamber level. So I became the vice president of the business chamber there, um, and then I started. Ooh, then I started meeting all you know, general managers and people who ran their own business and I started helping people getting out of mining and start running their own small business. Um, and then I helped a, a mate's dad who had a good invention for the mines. I helped him set up that business. Um, and that's what I really liked. And I, I liked uh, networking with, with business heads and talking to people and, uh, and networking. So my other good skills, networking. Um, so from there, um, that's when I met a um, the local candidate for the nationals, for state nationals, who was doing his election, um, uh, Michael Johnson. And um, yeah, I, I, I met him and said, hey, can I follow you on this campaign? And he's like, yeah, sweet. So then I learned how politics works um, and jumped in, um, you know, two feet. And then he said, hey, why don't you become the... Um, we need someone to go for national for Hunter, um, like as in the uh, the federal election for the Hunter Valley for nationals. And then I thought, oh, yeah, well, cool. So I, I learned all about politics. So I went down to the state conferences, I went to the federal conferences. That's when I met Tony Abbott, um, and I met Barnaby Joyce. Um, and yeah, it was going to be, uh, I was going to be the candidate for the 2016 election uh, for the Hunter Valley for nationals. Um, but yeah, 2015 is when I um, yeah just dropped. So, um, but going back, but yeah, I just I learned about you know, again networking and talking and small businesses and and learning what people wanted and and just learning the vibe and you know politics was really I was interested, but then I, I really learned that politicians just become again you're you're at the you can't make the change because you, you, you're under the control of people and you're under control of the parties. And it's like, uh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be told what to do anymore. You know, I don't want to have any restrictions on me. I want to do what I want. Um, yep. And then, you know, I, I looked at Tony Abbott um, and I saw um, him, you know, basically, you know, get kicked out. And it's not a whether you're with for Tony Abbott or not. It's not this isn't the, the story. The story is for what he did and he was prime minister and he finally made the changes and then he got kicked out and all this. And you look at what he's done in his whole 
political career and you like and then get kicked out and then you're like that's a lot of work you know he's done so much and he has just been shafted again it's not if you like Tony Evan or not I, I like him but the point is it's he's done all this and then what for you know what a fucking waste um it's not a waste but it's like man you know did you get to achieve what you wanted and yeah you might have changed one thing but you just get treated like crap and i couldn't handle that anymore so um again and, and look I, I say now it's like look if i wanted to make a change with veterans and say hey look veterans follow me we're gonna we're gonna change pol- you know politics back then i couldn't do it um i didn't have the mental capacity to go in and do what i'm told um you know and there's guys that are doing federal politics now that are veterans in there and they're killing it they're doing great work um i couldn't do that anymore because i just like i said i couldn't be told what to do um and i thought look you know chris hemsworth's got a better chance of telling me what to do than a, than a politician because i'd listen to him you know so um and then i thought yeah why not um but i think that's that's a big big thing in my head but that's also because i wasn't mentally stable um i didn't know what i was doing i was still trying to chase chase my identity my purpose i was like well what am i doing so i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm doing business chambers i'm doing training and i'm doing politics i'm doing mining and i'm like well what am i searching for and um you know i did a couple of stints in hospital for mental health and um yeah just got on the right medication and started thinking clearly and you know said it's time to go um but um yeah that was it so you know i did the hard thing and I had to walk away from my wife, my wife and kids um, because it was that was part of my life. Um, you know, I've got a I've, you know got a good relationship with my ex now, and my kids are they're awesome. Um, but it was it was taking that step um, to say, hey, I, I've I've got to go because um, you know this this isn't working, and it's you know I did do. What's the whole point? You know, there's no point. It wasn't healthy for w- anyone wasn't involved. Happy, yeah, that's right. You know. And I constantly arguing with with the uh, with the misses, um, and the kids saw that, you know. And I, um, my parents divorced when I was in primary school, and they were just constantly arguing. Um, you know, my my mum left, and I was like, well, you know what? I don't want my kids because I got two daughters, and I'm like, I don't want them, my daughters to see that this is how a relationship should be. Is mum and dad argue, and that's fine because, you know, well, you're married and you got to stick together. I'm like, well, no, I don't, I don't want that. Mm. Um, and I don't want my daughters to think that it's okay to stay in a relationship if they're, if they're you know, yelling all the time and they're not happy. Um, and that's what I, I, I did. I was like, screw it. And it was hard. It was very fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking hard. But, you know, and it was, yeah, it was the, that year afterwards was fucking, you know, really hard um, because I'm trying to start my new life and, and then you can't because you, you, get, you got your past still gripping on you. But, you know, once you break free, it's just like, oh, I think, fuck. Um, yeah, and that, that's where those, those bad thoughts come in, but it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm doing something good now. And, and this is what my, my kids are seeing. They're seeing, fuck, you know, I can be happy. If I'm not happy in life, I can do this and I can make this change. You know, the world's not like it used to be. It's not, oh, you know, get married, young, have kids, buy a house, do this. It's like, you don't, you don't start living, you shouldn't do anything until you're 30 because it's 30s when you, when you stop and you're like, hey, fuck, 30, all right. Now I understand what life's all about. Now I'm going to go and do what I want. And how old are you girls? Uh, 12 and 10. Oh, so yeah. it's still relatively young. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did your kids deal with that? Like, um, with, with the separation? Mate, they're, they're actually, well, 
you know, it's not it's not uncommon for kids to have divorced parents anymore. Mm, so, but it's their own experience. Yeah. So um, it's funny because it's you know I'm not biased in saying oh well, my my older daughter's really smart, but she she is. <laughs> That's biased. No, but no, it's no, it's legit. <laughs> is um, I basically um, it was my daughter who she was eight and she said um, she was she hated like me and my missus arguing all the time and. She'd come in. She's like, "Hey, Dad, I think you should move out." She's like, "Legit." She's wow. Like, she's like, "You should get um, you move into the um, like there's a house down the down the end of the road that was um, getting sold." She's like, "You should buy that house, and then that way, you know, I can live a week with you, and then a week with Mum." I'm like, "Well, I don't have that one. I don't have that fucking money, but <laughs> I see where you're going." Um, but it was that that that's what pushed me. That's what went. Well, okay, now it's time. Because my, you know, my eight-year-old daughter's saying, "Hey, you need to split with mum because it's not healthy." Yeah, hey, I don't um, think you're biased at all, man. She's yeah, a smart cook. And cookie. that's that. That's when I went. Well, as soon as she said that, I said, "That's it. I'm out. I'm absolutely out." Um, because if she sees it, and then the other one's two years younger, and she's like, "Yep, sweet, whatever." <laughs> like, oh, she, I no, do. But she's like, she gets it. Like, <laughs> I, look, everyone's like, "Oh, you're young. You don't understand." Like my my parents uh, uh, split when I'm in primary school. And I'm like, no, I do understand. I, I yeah. get it. Kids are smart, man. They they, they get it. They understand. Um, we set our kids down at the table for dinner one night. Yeah. And uh, by this stage, my ex had found a, a new partner. And um, we we still living under the same roof. And we said to the boys, you know, mummy and daddy aren't together anymore. Because we'd been in separate rooms for yeah. like 12 months. Yeah, right? right. Yeah. And my son was eight. Yeah. And he's like... Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, all right. He goes, and we said, you know, mum's friend Anne Marie. She, she's mum's new partner, and oh, right, he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay. I'm turning him a five year old. So, how do you feel about it, mate? And he goes, the air conditioning's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's sorted. <laughs> but it is. But that's that makes you go. You know, oh, mate, uh, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It really was because, I mean, we are both stressing over it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and uh, when when you said that you've got a really good relationship with your ex now. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And and how good is it? Well, you know, it, it was hard. Um, it, it, you, oh, definitely. Man, it was because I was the one that left her. So she went fucking nuts. Yeah. Because um, she didn't want to leave, you know. Um, don't get me wrong, being narcissistic and... Just always saying, you know, I fucking hate you. We, you know, we should split. Like every day, you're like, all right, I'll, I'm going. <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm fucking, you hate me. You want me to go? And I'm like, yeah, but she's like, yeah, but I didn't mean it. And I'm like, well, you've been telling me every day for the last fucking three years, mate. So I'm going. Mm. Um, no, but um, it was um, when she found a new partner. That's when I was like, oh, thank fuck. Uh, like, legit. <laughs> Usually people would go, oh. No, no. I was like, I've got to meet this guy. And she's like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I've got two blonde-haired daughters. Yeah. And, you know, I'm you need to fucking going to work out who this guy is. And thankfully, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a fantastic guy, which, again, is unlucky. You know, and, I, and I'm, everyone goes, oh, you know, it, it's when you realize that there's so many... Um, 
shit relationships out there. And I think that's a difference coming from the army is there's so many guys that get fucked over in the army. Like the, the stories, it's, it's very rare for someone to have a good relationship with their ex-wife that's, that's ex-army or, you know, the, the girls have fucked off taking all their money until taking them to court and doing all this. And I'm like, well, mm. you know, yes, my life was bad, but it's not. You know, so it's oh, it's when mate. you see the bad, and then you go, well, actually, I'm fucking, I'm lucky. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I had. A, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Know? And that, but that's the thing. That's why I think everyone's got to, you got to get out there, and you got to listen to podcasts, and you got to listen to everything else because, yeah, okay, it, it is life is hard and life is tough, but um, you know, you've got to look at. It's too cliche to say, oh, you got to look at all the good things in your life because once you got depression, you got depression. Um, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? But um. You, you've just got to try and say, well, how can I move forward? Um, and you're going to go, oh, thank fuck I'm not there. You know, I think fuck I'm not there. Um, but again, I mean, you know, that's going back onto depression. It's, you know, it's so fucking annoying when people who haven't had depression are trying to talk to you about depression and you're like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you, you don't, you, uh, again, cliche, it's like, if you haven't had it, you don't get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, um, and they don't understand that it's it's an individual thing. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's not a blanket. Like you hear PTSD, depression, anxiety. Yeah. It's like this blanket. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's an individual thing. Yeah. Like you know, everyone goes through different situations to and develops it in different ways. Yeah, and it's just getting thrown mm. around that much now. It's lost its meaning. You know. Yeah, you like, say oh, it, he's got you depression, anxiety. Oh, everyone, yeah. Everyone's got that, mate. And you're like, well, yeah. But I'm fucked in the head. Do you know that? And yeah. that was the hardest thing for my that. That's why I split was because my ex didn't understand mental health, and she just oh, don't give me that depression bullshit. And I'm like, oh my god, Ooh. fuck man, it used Ooh. to kill me. And the whole PDS thing is, um, you know, don't tell me to let it go because it's like, oh, just get over it. You know, like ah, oh, don't don't mm. say that. If you're gonna say anything to me that's gonna trigger me. Just don't say, let it go, you know, just oh, let it go. It's like, oh, I can't because that's what I've got issues about. Yeah. And then she'd just push my buttons and then she'd be like, let it go, let it go. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> and then you'd just be like, why, why, why are you hating on me? You know, what have I done? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because everyone would be like, oh, why, why are you so depressed? You know, why are you so sad? You got this, you got this, you got this. It's like, because I'm fucking got depression, mate. Oh, well, snap out of it. Oh, I can't oh, fucking mate, bash you. You know, the one phrase that pisses me off to no mm. end is suck it up. Mm. If someone tells you to suck it up, they do not give a flying fuck about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that means that they don't want to listen. Yeah. They just don't want to deal yeah, yeah. or help you at, at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, it's a throwaway comment. It is. It is. And it's it means they haven't dealt with it before. That's right. Uh, or they're, yeah, they're not understanding what's wrong. And I think, again, that that's why I was corporal couple cuddles. But I think that's um, I think that's a thing where where you listen because it was it's a whole thing of, um, you know, like uh, my missus owns a florist, and if there's there's something wrong with the day, if, if the workers or anyone comes in, even my mates, if it's, you know, any any let's say we're not in a workplace, but it's we're just we're just hanging out, but you can tell when something is off. So if people are fucking up. You know what I mean? Like if, uh, like if I was in a workplace now, let's say I was at Bunnings, right? And someone just was fucking having a bad day, and they were fucking up. Um, you don't go in and yell at them, which is like the old army way. He's like, "Well, fucking rah rah," 
you're dropping your shit, this is bullshit, fucking pick your game up. You notice it straight away, and that's why it's so important to know your teammates and know who you're around. It's because, and this is how I used to treat it, it's like in the army as well, it's be like, if someone's off, then it's like, ooh, hang on, let's grab this person. What's what, what's wrong? Do you know what I mean? What, what What's going on? Because you don't know what's going on in their own mm-hmm. life. Um, and I think that's what's... Ugh. Fuck, sorry, mate. Yeah, off your <laughs> beer and this is what happens. Yeah, no, um, so, look, <laughs> this I is think, on me, guys. No, no, no. So I think... Um, I think that that's what's important. It's like if someone's off, it's like, oh fuck, what's going on? Hey, Matt, are you all right? Um, and you know, we don't don't get me wrong. We did do that in the army. You, you go up to the person and you go, fucking come here. And you sit there and you go, hey, okay, what's what's wrong? Oh, nothing. Is everything all right at home? Yeah. Is everything right with you personally? Yeah. Well, then why the fuck did you fuck up? Because <laughs> you ask them, you, you're going, well, something's off. And then they're like, no, no, no. Nah. Oh, okay, just cool. Just being a cunt. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Now you pull your head in. Um, but, you know, because, you know, some people are just like that. But, no, but that's why it's important. And, you know, when you, especially now, I think um, it's not, everyone's like, oh, I've got to raise more awareness about PDS and depression, things like that. I think it's out there. I think it's it's there anyway. Um, it's it's the partners that need more assistance. So it's the people who haven't had it before, or who are de- their partners are dealing with it. Um, the partners are the ones who are getting a help, and they understand. Oh, sorry, the, the people who've got it are the ones who get it and understand other people. It's the partners that are trying to help them um, that need the that need the advice. Um, that need the hey, I, I don't understand. You know, I want to understand depression. I don't understand it. What can I do? Um, and that's that's where we need we need to help and, and get it out there because, you know, like we did um, we did a TV show. Can't tell you which one. We did a TV show the other day, uh, and we did, we were doing like a, a funeral procession on there. And I didn't even fucking think about it um, because we'll we'll dress as coppers and we'll we're doing um, funeral drill. And guys like oh yeah right, right right yeah we'll go do that. We'll do funeral and we had like ten guys. And then um, we're like, oh, this will be cool because we know drill, we know all this stuff. And then halfway through the day, you're like, oh, this is a fucking funeral. This is fucked. And we hate funerals. So um, everyone was kind of down, so we're laughing, but we didn't really, it didn't really hit us. You know, that night, everyone was a bit off. And the next day, it was like, my missus was going, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking sweet. She's like, no, nah, you're off. You're off. And this is what I mean by partner's understanding because it's like, it, I was overexcited i was over happy she's like well now something's not right what what's yeah, happened wow. and i'm like uh oh, i don't know i just feel fucked and she's like well you you're doing funeral all yesterday like you know and i'm like oh fuck that's it so then straight away i was online to, to all the boys that were there and i was like hey how's everyone fucking doing because we we hate funerals and we were just at a funeral all day yesterday and they're and like, I'm fucked. And they're like, oh, I think fuck you said something. And they had all dropped as well. So that was the understanding. And then, you know, it's the, you talk to about it and, you know, there's dudes that were crying that night. That you're like, oi, fucking, I'm sorry, man. I didn't even think. And they're, they're all the same. They're all like, fuck, we didn't think either because it was a TV show and we are just having fun. But it was real because it was, you know, when you do, you're at a funeral, you've just been there before. You, you fuck me. And it's, you know, you you do a funeral, everything reminds you of, of, you know, your other mate's funerals. But not only that, but, you know, when the dad gets up to do his speech, he does his speech and everyone's crying, right? But he does it fucking six times. Do you know what I mean? Like Jesus, the, the, yeah, the wife gets that, but... up and does it and it's like, all right, cut, all right, action, do it again. 
it does all the screaming and the crying six times and you're like this is fucked you know yeah, and you're like that's wow. why I'm that's why I'm wrecked so but and then it comes into well that's an understanding of if if my missus didn't understand depression you know she wouldn't have picked up on those signs because if anyone would have been like well why are you fucking complaining you're on you know you're on TV show all day you say why are you fucking whinging it's like well she didn't do that she was like well hang on that was a funeral this this is real you're okay why don't you talk to the other boys I'm like fuck you're right um, and then you ring all the other boys and everyone's like fuck yeah that's what it is Thick fuck and then and you can all talk to it and work through together but and that's the whole thing of understanding and, and having a good partner and you know that's, that's how you deal with it education that's right but that's, education it's like that's how you deal with it <clears throat> not like my other missus going oh I'll just fucking get over it well no because now I'm angry yeah now a, I'm angry at you you the situation that's right and now I'm fucking anyway so, with your depression, uh, or is, do you have PTSD? Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah. So, my so okay. Let, let's talk about PTSD for a sec. So, um, it's you, you look at um, there's different types. So, um, and this is why uh, yeah, a lot of people don't get the help I think that they need. Um, so there's PTSD, or let's just say PTS. Um, they want to get rid of the disorder part. Well, I've um, heard of PTSI before. What's Post, that? Post-traumatic stress injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But if you want to just stick with PTSD. Well, I just, I don't give a fuck. We'll call it whatever you want. Oh, call, right. it, call it um, shell shock or, yeah. you know. The, it's so the, there's a difference. Um, there's an event that can happen. So, um, you know, um, you might get uh, bitten by a dog, right? Um, I'm using extremes. Yeah. Right? A singular event. Um, and then you've you now got PTSD from dogs. So, but then you build it up. So you know, or, or, or you know, well, I don't want to say rape, but let's go there. Do you know what I mean? Like if a woman, like because uh, I've been into hospital before where there's cops and ambos and you know rape victims, and you, and it's like fuck, you know, I feel bad for her, and she's like, well, they feel bad for me, and I'm like, well, no, mine's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mine's. Yeah, and mm. everyone tries to compare their PDS to someone else. Like I've been in there with cops who have, you know, um, been doing detective work or whatever and been dealing with, you know, kid crimes for fucking 10 years. And then I'm in the same room with them going, well, mine's fucking nothing compared to you. And they're like, yeah, but you're in the army. And I'm like, yeah, but you're dealing with this every day. Mm. And it's like, well, we can't, you can't do this. So, um, you know, and this chick was raped. It's like, I can't, I'm not the same. Because um, mine's not from one event. Um, so you've got the one event and then you've got, uh, stuff from, that's built over time um, so that's um, basically you're getting pushed down you push down you get pushed down it's like a ladder so as you go up you go up you're getting just repressed 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 until you fucking snap um, but then mine is compiled with that, that push down all the time and then snapped and then regret so the regret's the main part uh, of my issues and that's what I'm really dealing with now and that's why you know we're going to danger close later but that, that was the biggest healing thing for me because my PDS is around regret that I didn't go with the boys uh, in 2010. So that's what it's, I, I, I've been dealing with and that now I'm on the right path. Um, but before, they're like, well, you know, it needs to be from this event, so we need to revisit that event. And I'm like, well, you can't. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, that I mean, you know, let's go back to the dog bite. So people will be like, oh, well, get bit by dogs. So then they start to withdraw away from and start avoiding avoiding dogs okay all right well i've bitten by a, a, a big dog so it's like oh now i'm avoiding 
big dogs. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to avoid any dogs because I'm just it brings back the memory. Or, oh, you know what? Now I'm going to even avoid going outside. You know, oh, now I can't handle hearing dogs bark anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'll build a sound room. Um, you know, this is an extreme example, but that's that's PTSD. So. But the thing is, it, it's all, um, all the symptoms are the same. So whether it's um, from one event, whether it's build up over time about stuff and then you snap, or whether it's from regret, um, all the symptoms are basically the same. So um, you do get depression, you do get anxiety because the depression is, fuck, you know, I'm not living the way I want to live. You're getting the anxiety from, anxiety from, you know, I was getting massive anxiety about, um, going into an army base. I was getting anxiety watching an army movie. That's why you switch it off. Um, you know, you're like, uh, I can't watch that anymore. And why does that stem from? Because it's like, well, it reminds me of that time where I want to be because that's what I wanted to do. I still wanted to do that. Um, I'm not there anymore. So but... would the things like that piss you off? Yes. Well, it, it, that was the, the, the whole premise of it. Like, You'd be watching something that you couldn't have done. That's right. Yeah, and it would just give you the like, shit. Fuck, that's what I wanted to do. I'm yep. Not doing it anymore. This is fucking bullshit. So you just wouldn't watch it anymore. Wow. And you'd be like, so, and that's why a lot of these guys have got gear in the in the back shed. And you're like, fuck, I can't, I can't do that. Or you know, I would feel physically sick when I first got out. Um, when I was at my, you know, one of the worst stages, like in 2011. Um, I would honestly feel physically sick when I'd see a set of like camouflage fucking uniforms walking down the street because it'd be like, ah, because it just reminded me of, like I said, it was that withdrawal. It was that avoidance. It's reminded me of that and brought anxiety onto me. And I was like, ah, yeah, it reminded me of all the bad stuff. And that was the thing. It's just reminding me of all the bad things. And I'd forgotten all the good things about my life. Um, And it also reminded me of what I'm not doing now. I'm like, fuck, I really wanted to be doing that. And that was taken away from me. And there was so much hate because this one guy taking it away from me and, you know, in actual fact, he, he didn't, but he did, but he did, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was just a whole lot of build up. There's a whole lot of things that, that build up. Um, so, you know, but look, everyone is different and everyone is treated different. So, but the, the symptoms are still the same in that, you know, like I said, the avoidance and then, um, the, um, you, you push all your memories down, you push all your, your um, your thoughts down because you don't want to deal with it. Um, so, like I said, like the avoidance. So, you, how do you push it down? You should become alcoholic or drugs or work. So, my big ones work, like big workaholic. If I'm working, then I won't have time to sit down and think about it. Um, so, I'll just push myself in all this work, and then you just burn out. Yeah. And then when you actually stop, it all comes flowing back, and then it just hits you like a train. So, it's no different to drugs or alcohol. Like the effect that yeah. you get, you get this rush. And then once that rush finishes, it all floods back. Even though you found a positive way to deal with it yeah. through work, yeah. you still had the same effect as if you were coming, uh, yeah, like, yeah. sobering up. Sobering off like MDMA, you know what I mean? It's just a hit yeah. of depression. So all of a sudden, what was pushing back, like, you know, what was giving you like serotonin in your head was now, boom, gone. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I can't, how am I going to deal with all this sadness? And you just like cry. Um, so it's really interesting. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Um, and I mean, you know, and that's, that's where, um, like I said, that's why, um, you know, you, you, you can't sleep. So then you drink and then drinking does actually help you sleep, but you think it does anyway, it's just whatever. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's a it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you think the alcohol's not working, then you might try something else. Yeah, and then you just... And you it know. just spiral, spirals. Yeah. So, and this is where the support comes in. This is why you need to try and get fit and healthy. But um, look, for me, um, it, it was like my nightmares were about like confronting all these all these people. So these, these people from my past. And, um, you know, I was having these, like always had bad dreams about just being in the army and I just... I couldn't walk anywhere because my, my right leg didn't work. So I'm just dragging my right leg. And, um, but look, I, um, again, very lucky that, um, you know, I met one of my, or my CO, so the, the Colonel, um, who made the decision. Um, so it wasn't him. It was this, this major that I hated, but this Colonel, um, um, made the decision that I had to go to, to school of infantry. Not his fault. He's, he's a good bloke. But the problem was, um, he made that decision for me to go to school infantry. Um, so I got to confront him just by chance um, the other week, uh, just before, uh, like a, when we were um, showing the movie to Parliament House. So showing Danger Close to Parliament House. So I went down there, met with the Minister of Defence, Minister for Veteran Affairs. Um, anyway, my old boss, basically his colonel come up and he's like, oh my God, Sean, you know, how are you going? And I'm like, ah, oh, awesome to see you. Um, you know, Deputy Chief of Army, Deputy Chief of Navy, Chief of Air Force were there, blah, blah, blah. But then I said, hey, can you come in this other room? And I, like, grabbed him and in this room and I said, hey, fuck, you fucked me up. And I said, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. So he's giving me hugs. I was crying. Um, and I was like, you know, for eight years I've dreamed about this conversation. I said, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, thank fuck, we're, we're finally having it. But it wasn't, you, you couldn't plan that. You know, I've talked to my psychs about that saying, hey, um, you know, I want to confront these people. And they're like, oh, that's a bad idea. You know, do not do that. And if we do that, it's going to be under a very controlled environment, rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, fuck. So again, there comes the anxiety. There comes all the fucking issues. And it's like, oh. So I'm like, oh, I just want to fucking deal with these people. Um, so that was just a by chance. But the thing was, it was in the best possible light. Because he's like, oh, my God, I just saw the movie. That was awesome. You guys did really well. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And then he's like... Um, I'm like, hey, you fucked me up. And he's like, oh, I know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And it, but then we hugged it out and, and talked and I literally have not had a nightmare or bad dreams um, <sighs> since, like legit. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking... So that was this moment, because I mean, you've been edging towards this moment of clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, you know, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. But, and, that, and that was it. That, that was it. Um, that's amazing. But it's, you know, that's again... Um, count myself lucky um, for me to be able to do that. Um, a lot of people yeah. can't do that with their past. A lot of people can't. I'm not saying that it's a cure. I'm just, like I said, everyone's different. Every PDS story is different. Um, how people deal with it are different. How people get over it, I don't know. Um, all I know is that, like I said, the symptoms are the same. and um, you just It's just all about just being there for someone. And you know, when, they're, when they're sad, go, hey, how you going? And it's like, oh, I've just been in hospital. Yeah, sweet. All right, cool. Let's go. We're good now? Yep. And then, I don't know, you just, yeah, you just, just be there for them. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, that's really, uh, it, it's not as, um, trivially, trivial as you would think is just to be there for someone. Yeah. You know, I mean, just to have someone to talk to is, yeah. is, is a massive thing, you know, yeah. just to know that there's someone out there that actually fucking cares. Yeah. I think there's a, the best picture I ever saw was, um, like someone with the depression, um, and they've just got a blanket over their head. And, um, you know, it's just a cartoon. And all it was was this person just come up and said, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm just just doing this. And they're like, all right, 
can I come in the blanket and just do it with you? You know what I mean? And that all it was was just going to sit on the blanket and, and cry with you. And and that's it. You don't need anything else. You know, you don't need a fucking. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to try and make them laugh and make them happy. Just sit in the moment. I think. Look, you know, we delve a lot into psych here, but um, I think the best thing I learned through psych and all that was it's okay to be sad. It's okay to just sit in the moment and just just um, just focus on what's going through your head. Focus on like, well, you know, I just fucking I used to do days where you just sit in a corner crying, and it'd be like. But then once I got okay with it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm just sitting here taking it all in. I'm like, no, it's okay to be sad, you know? Um, I had mates die and um, like commit suicide and other mates would ring me up and go, hey, this is fuck, what are we going to do, rah, rah, rah. I'm like, hey, don't do anything. Just stop. Just stop and be sad for him right now. Do you know what I mean? Just sit in the moment and it's okay to be sad about him dying. And I think don't try and get revenge on the world. Don't say, oh, everything's fucked. I'm going to take it on the government. I'm going to do this, rah, 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 to, to fight for him. Just just sit there and just be sad with it and identify in your own head why you're sad and, and all the emotions and all the chemicals that are running through your brain and, um, and you know, look at the physical symptoms that you're feeling uh, and be okay with it. And that's it. If you can just be okay with crying and, and okay with being sad, then it's like, oh, okay, all right, I'm sad because it's the avoidance of, being sad, oh, I don't want to fucking do this because I don't want to be sad. Well, no, well, it's okay to be, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway. No, 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 this is great advice. No, great no. advice, I reckon. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking wizard. Oh, no, oh, mate, it's, it's fucking, it's eight years of psych, mate. Eight years of psych. Basically done a psych degree. But, um, where about to you at, uh, at, where are you at with it now? Well, that that's what I said. So that that's... That's where I'm sweet, to be honest. Um, uh, well, look, not sweet. Still got bulk issues in my head, but it's um, I'm I'm doing this with extra specialists. That's um, you know that's my uh, like I'm it's my own rehab. So that's that's how I'm helping myself is by creating this new world where people can come, and it's not just veterans. You know, it's um, it, it's you just see this whole world of. Um, movie industry it's just cool it's you know it's glittery lights that everyone's like ah oh, it's cool but it's it's not about that it's hey we're everyone can come along and do this and um just just be there but it's the whole idea is i just did this because this is what i wanted to do so when people come along and they're around other people who are all like everyone's fucked in the head um anyone um but you know you you come along and you see people that have that are doing stuff and, and they're saying, well, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm looking at starting my own thing. I'm looking at doing a podcast. Fuck yeah, do it. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, why not? Oh, cool. Well, yeah. And it, it gives people just, I think it gives them that fresh light to say, oh, yeah, I might do that. Yeah, cool, do it because that's what he's doing. Well, what do you mean? Oh, he's starting his own business. Oh, well, what business is he starting? Oh, he's doing this. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, well, well, you can do it. And I think it's just that it's flicking that switch in people's head going, oh, well, I can do that. Well, you can. Yeah. How do you feel that it's not just extra specialist, but it, it's actually, it's actually a fucking like a it's little cult. mini community. It's cult. A little, it's we'll cult. call it community <laughs> for now. For now. It's, a, it's an uprising. <laughs> uh, until you're printing a your militia. own extra specialist underwear, like it, we'll call it a, a Red community. Six has got his own underwear. <laughs> Red Six has got his bulk underwear. Um, you drank no, the Kool Aid. <laughs> no, look, it, it's it's not about that. And like I said, it's. 
it's bringing people in just to say, hey, let's um, because it's not about me and and. That's what I always say. It's like, oh, well, we want to do this, but you know, extra special is part of it. I'm like, no, well, I'm not. It's not. That's not my thing. I said, that's your thing. Do mm. it. Oh, cool. Um, that's like people come in now and they're going, oh, I want to write a script, or you know, I reckon you should do a movie about this. And well, no, I don't have to do anything. If that's what you want. Do it. Well, well, I don't know how to do it. We'll research it. You know. Oh, well, if you want to do it, do it. Mm. But I'm not doing it. That's that's you to do it. And they're like, oh. I'm like, well, we'll help you. We got all the tools here. Everyone can help you, but that's your project. Don't you know? It's not you know. And I think that's what's important because it's not like, oh, well, I want to tell my story. Well, cool, write it down. Oh, well, I don't know how to write. Oh, we'll work it out. Oh, well, what do I do? Just fucking start. Yeah, just write yeah. something down. If and you like it, you like it. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's again. right. And look, a lot of guys have written their sub stories, and then they they're rereading it and going, no, oh, it's fucking shit. I'm going to write some cool stuff. Yeah, well, cool. So now they're reflecting on the good parts of their life and they're like, oh, this is actually, everyone's got a story. Everyone can write a book. And it's like, you know, and everyone who listens to podcasts, everyone who reads stuff like, oh, I could fucking make a movie. Oh, I've got a good story. Yeah, you do. You know, and that's what's funny about Danger Close because everyone's like, oh, why are you fucking telling that story? You know, you should be telling Coral Balmoral and oh, you should be doing this and there's so many other stories. Yeah, there is. Fucking write it. Mm. If, if you want to tell that story, or they should do this, they they don't have to do anything they want. You know what I mean? You want to tell that story, you tell that story. You know, everyone out there who's who's got a story to tell, oh, they should tell my story. Yeah, they should. Fucking write it down, sell it. And if you don't, then and I, I think that's my biggest thing as well. It's like if you don't have like the if you don't put the effort in to sell your story, then why should anyone else put the effort in to sell your story? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a whole, and it's not about investing money, it's just investing your time. It's like, well, why would I sit and listen to this guy on a fucking microphone? If I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know it's what I mean? true though, it's true. Like, if you don't put the work in, like, I've got a lot of work to do, I know that, but um, I'm on my way. But it's not work, it's not work. Oh, this no. is your day off, mate. Oh, this is... Yeah, this is pretty you know fucking I mean? awesome. It is. <laughs> but, but, I mean, fuck, what else, what else would you be doing? And that's my big thing. I'm like, well, what else would you be doing? You know? Like, yeah. fuck. Um, I could be mowing the lawn. <laughs> it's fucking... It's, fuck that, though. There's no, there's no rain, mate. It's just, it's not, that's not lawn out there. That's yeah, it's dirt. dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it doesn't need to be done. It's a cave, mate. It's yeah. a man cave. <laughs> But, so yeah. let, let let's get into extra specialist. No, I yeah. mean, we obviously After two uh, hours. Yep. You, you wanted to uh, close fucking tell it. I tell you what, you wanted to get into the movie industry yeah. like ever since you were little. You wanted to be a stuntman, yeah. right? So how did it come about? How did the opportunity come about? Um, well, again, you got to create your own opportunities, don't you? So um, nothing gets handed to you. Um, you 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 know everyone thinks it does, and everyone's like, ah. Oh, Again, oh, you're killing it. You're all lucky. I'm like, oh, I'm not lucky. I fucking worked it every single day to do this. Um, I So I did the stunt course in Gold Coast. And then I um, I wasn't a fan of the stunt industry and how they operated. Um, still not. Um, so uh, I thought, oh, look, what I'll do is just a bit of acting. Um, so, you know, I you know, got on Thor. Um, I got on another couple of movies. Um just as like an extra. And then, um, yeah, I just saw what they were doing for stunts. And I was like, well, 
you know, it's like magic, really. You know, it's like, well, it looks looks hard. How the fuck do you do that? Rah, rah, rah. Well, you know, it's meant to look good and no one's meant to get hurt. That's why it's a stunt. You know, it's, again, magic. And I'm like, well, that's fucking easy. Um, and, it, you know, it's not, but it is. <laughs> but um, the thing is, I just went, well, um, why not, instead of following down the stunt path, um, let's just do all military stuff. Um, so, because it's... The stunt world's like unionized, and I'm not into the union thing. Um, so I just said, "Well, look, I'll just just create my own thing because a lot of um, there's a lot of movies, and clearly everyone watches movies and is like, oh, those fucking coppers are shit, or those military good dudes don't know what they're doing.' And I'm like, like every army guy in the world will watch an army movie and go, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah. And I mean, everything we're still being on is is they listen to a bit and then." You know, they're like, uh, like Danger Close was good. Um, but the, you know, the, there's other stuff we've been on and you get there and they're like, oh, thanks that you guys are here because we want to do it right. And you do it right. <laughs> like we do our drills, but then the storyline and the producers and directors will be like, oh, no, we want to make it look like this. And I'm like, oh, let's fucking add realism to it. Um, so that's why I said, hey, look, let's get army guys in there and want to audition for Ackerman. And um, they said, oh, you, you can repel. We want to get your guys in to repel or, you know, ex, any ex-army guys. I'm like, well, there's 7,000 up the road, like in Inogra in Brisbane. Um, just get those guys. And like, oh, we don't have those contacts. And look, that, that first year I spent like $15,000 in courses. Like this is in um, 2016. Um, you know, I, I did stunt courses. I went to Hollywood, did a stunt course there. Um, you know, I went to China, I, I did all these acting courses, um, you know, I joined the age, you know, had an agent, um, doing all these different things that the agents say you need to do. And I'm like, this is a fucking rot. Like, I'm not getting any work out of this. What is going on? And, um, you know, and then I, and then I just, as I do, I, I started questioning everything <laughs> and I said, well, why the fuck do I need to do that? Oh, you need to do that. Well, what for? Well, you need that. And I'm like, well, do I? And they're like, oh, well. This is like an internal battle with yourself. It is. I think it's, it's, I'm addicted to fighting the system. Um, And it's, um, which, funnily enough, is another symptom of PDS. It's, it's, uh, once you, once you click, it's, um, you've got an issue with authority. So it's not a, a, it's not an issue with authority. Like, oh, well, I'm going to rebel against the cops or anything like that. It's like, you know, I, I, I do everything right. It's just, I don't like being told, um, that I have to do stuff when you're like, well, why do I have to do that? You know, like following the basic laws of life, you know, mm. like I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you're not a sheep. Yeah. I'm not a sheep. Like I'm not a criminal. Like I'm like, I still follow all the rules because those rules are there, you know, but, but you just I, like to know why they're there. Well, that's right. So when things are justified, then sweet. Um, I think it's, it comes from the army when, you know, you're like, Whoa, what, what are we doing that for? You're doing it because I fucking told you to do it. I'm like, whoa, no, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Tell me why I need to do it and I will do it. Even if you give me the shittest fucking reason, um, no, you're just doing it because I told you to. Oh, I can't deal with that. So, and that's that's what was happening in the entertainment industry. And I was like, well, like, well, this is how it's done. This is how it's been done for 20 years. I'm like, well, I don't agree with it. And then I said, well, fuck it, I'll start my own agency. And everyone's like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I just did. Um... <laughs> And it's not, it's not like, oh, look at me. It's like, well, no, I was just like, well, I don't understand why we're doing this. Um, I'm going to try and do something different. I'm going to try and break the, break the norm. And, and I found a niche uh, in that industry, you know, to say, hey, let's use real soldiers, real cops. Um, and then it was, 
getting guys to come on board and say, hey, do you want to be part of the crew? And, um, you know, I'm not charging any money and we're not really getting any jobs, but let, let's see how we go. And to, to break in and then sell that idea to the industry was then hard because they, they knew it wasn't normal. And then it's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know it's a great idea. And they're like, well, yeah, but it hasn't been done before. And I'm like, well, let's just do it. And then it's, um, so yeah, that was why Danger Close was um, so instrumental for us because, um, you know, it was based on uh, Delta Company 6RR and I was in Delta Company 6RR um, 2008, 2009. So, and it was, um, um, you know, and I had the connections and I said, let's use guys from the Iraq uh, and Afghanistan campaigns to, that were in Delta Company 6 area in the film and they bought it. And once they saw us on set, um, once they saw us like helping build the set as well and our work ethic, they were like, oh, this is fucking great. And it was funny, but they're like, oh my God, these army guys, they just do what you tell them. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's, that's what we've fucking been doing. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> just, it's in our blood. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, sweet, there you go. Um, and as soon as they saw that, like, oh, this is, this is great. Um, and then that was a big mind shift to say, hey, it wasn't like it wasn't about money. It wasn't about just getting the work. It was now there's a new outlet for guys to come and be on set. And like, oh, fuck, I can be on set of a war movie, help them do sandbags. Yeah, sandbags is shit, but I'm still on the set of a it's, war movie yeah. that um, this is this is cool. Uh, and there was guys with depression that were going, fuck, I need to get out of the house. It's like, come down. I don't care if you sit down and watch us. And as soon as they got there, they just started talking and the banter and it was like, oh, hey, awesome. this is what I miss about the army. And it's like, oh, well, this is what it's like. So that's, and, you know, it's, it, we just got that vibe back going. It's, it's just about getting out and just talking shit. doesn't matter what you're talking. Um, but it became a place to go and it's not, it's not a, um, oh, well, let's, you know, come to this AA meeting and sit down and let's all talk about our feelings and fuck that, you know, it's, it's not that because well, we, we can't deal with that. I, I recently, um, was in a, a, a music video clip and there was me and 40 bearded blokes down the oh, gold coast yeah, yeah. and, uh, for this Ned Kelly clip, I don't know oh, if you've really? seen, yeah, no, well, no, I have no. to show you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely hilarious, but you know, just, just to be involved in something like that. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like a great experience. Yeah. And I made 40, Friends for life. Yeah. You know, and mm. it was just, yeah, it's just amazing. So I could, it's, it's definitely got healing properties. <laughs> oh, well, it, it does. It does. And like I said, you know, um, I've got, we've got 800, well, fuck, I think we've got 870 on our books now. Um, it doesn't mean there's work there. And like I said, I don't, I don't charge anyone to be on it um, because I'm not about money. It's, hey, if I ring you up and you're available, then sweet. If you're not, then don't worry about it. And there's, there's people that I've had on my books for two years and I haven't, Call them or talk to them, but I'll ring them up and be like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And like, "Fuck yeah, cool." Mm. Uh, you know, they know they're there. They know I'll, I'll get them work if it comes up for them. Like, you know, if you're a six-year-old black female, then you couldn't get that role, and that's what they know. They're like, "Oh, well, put me forward for it. I'll do anything." Yeah, but you can't play a six-year-old black female, mate. So, yeah. Oh, well, fuck, I could try. Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't work like that. So when, when it comes up, it's kind of found upon. <laughs> we got yeah, we got I got a lot of tall guys and. You know, everyone's like, oh, I want to be on Danger Clothes. This is bullshit. They didn't want me. I'm like, yeah, because you don't look like a fucking 17-year-old skinny guy, mate. Like, that's, mm. you, you know, you're... You're a bit s- past your use by day, mate. Yeah, no, well, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're fucking and it looks 40, depart. six foot four, massive with tats. Um, you're not going to pass off as a, a young 17-year-old in Vietnam, mate, because that's, oh, yeah, but fucking I was Delta. Yeah, but 
you've got to tell a movie, mate. And if you were on there, they'd be like, well, who's this guy? Mm. So, and that's what it's about. And again, people, once they, once they realize that, yeah, the movie's a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a story. Um, yeah. You know, Look, people, people that I've spoken to pick the shit out of the movie. And I'm oh, like, oh, it doesn't matter. Guys, it's yeah, a fucking, fucking come on. It's like, they told movie, it the mate. best they possibly could. Well, that's could. right. They've got a, it's got, it's not a documentary. It's a movie. It's fucking, it's a yeah. movie to make people to go back and watch it. Yeah. But, you know, this is why I get, I get annoyed with all these people going, well, well, they should choose more people and they should use more, you know, gay people in here and they should use more, you know, black people mm-hmm. in here. And, well, you fucking write the story that requires it. Like, yeah. if you, like, oh, movie industry should be this. Well, no. If you want that story, then you write it and you want to accept it, then, then you write it. But if someone's written their story and written their script on a story that they want and they've got characters in it, I'm like, who are you to then tell them that their characters should be different? It's like, well, that's that's just stupid. Um, and that's where I get annoyed because it's like, you know, oh, quality, oh, fair. No, it, it's not. Let that person do what they want. If you want to do that, you didn't you write it. Get off your ass and do it yourself. And that's that's where you know that's where we are now is saying, hey, if you want to do something, go and do it. You know, you, don't could, try and. Could you imagine the movie though? Huh? If, if they did go out and make it, could you imagine? imagine what the movie would look like if someone said, oh, "We need more equality." And oh no, no. Oh, well, imagine God. if they said, "Oh, well, you should have shut down your clothes." Oh, but you don't have any, um, you know, uh, transgender female, uh, gay black dudes <laughs> fucking run around. Well, hang on, how are we do that? Because they kicked up saying, "Oh, there's no, there's no females in that movie." Well, there's no females in the fucking story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, what are we going to do? You know, I fuck, people were yelling at me because we did the sandbags wrong. I'm like, don't tell me how to do sandbags, man. I'm an engineer. We're, we're doing it from the pictures. You know, do you want us to go back in time to change the way they did it to change the photo so that we do it right? Oh, you should just do it right. Well, no, we have to do it the way they did it because we know it's wrong, but we can't change. Anyway, but that's what I'm saying. You can't just stories. Just fucking Semantic tell your own story. Fucking... Oh, it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. That's why it's very hard to do a movie about a real story, you know, because people just fucking crack their shits. Better off just doing zombie movies, and then people can't fucking. Oh, that wouldn't happen. Well, it's a zombie movie. Well, movie, so. yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any can can, can happen in a fucking zombie yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Come on. It's like, well, you know, well, <laughs> but um, that's all good. Going into the industry. Uh, so, workplace health and safety, because <laughs> let, let's go through that a little bit. Um, well, well, what part? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what kind of stuff did you guys do that they just went, oh, you can't do that? Um, for Danger Close or for... Any movie. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's actually the other way around. Um, we are very safe. Like we come from a safety, like the army, although it's the army, like it's safe. Um, like our OHS is, is fucking off chops. Um, so, and you know, coming from a, um, training background within the construction field as well. Um, I walk in on set of a, of a movie and I'm like, whoa, hang on, hang on. Um, so yeah, ironically, it's back to front because um, I think the the movie set they're kind of in their own little world, um, and I like to say, well, it's, it's not a movie set. This is a fucking construction yard. So I'm 
basically saying, where's everyone's construction's white card? You know, where's everyone's construction induction card? Um, because how does that person know how to walk, walk around a crane? You know, there's five fucking, um, you know, there's three EWPs, there's four forklifts, there's, you know, there's fucking cranes everywhere. I'm like, there's, there's rigging everywhere, there's scaffolding everywhere. I'm like, the amount of wires that are everywhere. I'm like, this is the, the most hazardous construction yard I've ever been on and no one here is inducted for a construction thing. You know, they, they come on, they get a site, oh, yeah, rah, 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 you know, here's this and here's that. Well, hang on, has everyone here signed the risk assessment? Well, no. What risk assessment? Yeah, well, fucking there you go. So we're trying to change that. Um, so everything we go on to, like our safety is fucking off chops, like the amount of reports. And I mean, safety is not hard. Um, it's fucking easy um, if you do it right. People do so many things that go overboard um, that you don't need to do that. Like, you know, take fives and all this other stuff and uh, swims and JHAs and all this. It's like, well, yeah, okay, you need that but it needs to be um, in proportion. So, you know, once a, a risk is identified every day, it should be a standard operating procedure that everyone reads and signs before they go on set or on a workout. Well, that doesn't happen in the industry. Well, you know, because we only need that person for a day, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's too many, oh, yeah, but it's all right. Well, no, it's not. Because um, at the end of the day, if someone gets injured, well, Johan who's Uffen liable? Was, Johan Uffen was killed and no one's still being held accountable. You know, and that was fucking almost three years ago. So, um, and he was shot with a shotgun. So, you know, tell me who was responsible there and then, then we'll both be happy. And uh, they did a, a video clip uh, for Bliss and Esso in Brisbane. Um, oh, I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, who's accountable for that? Um, it's still being investigated. Well, is it? Or is there people fucking covering it up? So, because as far as I'm concerned, it's... Uh, it's still investigation for murder um, until you can prove otherwise. Well, how do you know it was that? Or mm. who's been charged with manslaughter? Someone still died. Who's who's accountable? Mm. Um, it was a music video clip, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they never actually showed the video and they never actually finished it just out of um, uh, respects for him. But they just said, well, we won't do it. Um, which is cool, but it's like, well, you know, well, what's going on? So... Uh, we're, we're trying to change that and we're trying to bring all our safety standards in and all our, um, our background to say, hey, this is, this is what we've got. This is how we operate, um, you know, especially with weapons and all this, you know, because it's like, fuck, come on, mate. Um, like we get on set and the armourers are there and you're like, oh, do this and do that. And we're like, well, we, we know what we're doing. And we know it's their job, so we listen to them. Um, but then we watch what they do and go, oh, hang on. Hmm. When's the last time you did a fucking weapons course? You know, when's the last time you trained people on this? You know, and that's what we look at. We look at qualifications. Who's training people? Who's training people how to use these weapons? What are their qualifications? Um, where's the written evidence of training that this person has been trained on this? Um, the safety world's there for a reason. The movie industry just hasn't fucking caught up yet. So um, that's what we're trying to do in the background. Does it uh, does it come across that they might they not to shit on them or anything, but do they think they're above it? Um, I just think that... Um, well, they're just trying to just, churn it out. No, no, I, I think that they just think it's all too hard. Right. Um, that they've been doing, oh, you know, we've been doing like this for fucking ever and there's never been a drama. Yeah, you've just been very lucky. Um, and mm. it's you just, I think they're just being slack and lazy. That's fucking calling it as it is. Um, 
if the safety officer hasn't made sure that everyone on site has signed the risk assessment, then he's being lazy. Oh, but things change every day. Well, do they? Well, that's your fucking job, mate, mm. to make sure that everyone knows what they're doing. Um, that's why you get paid the big bucks. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad because it's the law. Um, oh, but it's different in the industry. Well, no, it's not. It's fucking law, mate. You know what I mean? Anyway, that that's my that's my piece. No, that's so, cool. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, happy, I'm happy with the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we we want to do more. You know, we want to say because a, a lot of that, and because of this, um, because of that safety issue, um, they don't do a lot of things. Oh, you can't do that. That's that's unsafe. Well, no, it's not because we know what we're doing. We're qualified to do all of this. We can do this, and it's safe as houses. No, no, you can't do it. Well, this is just fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, like we hardly ever fire blanks in TV anymore, which is which is sweet. You don't need to. Um, the CGI is fucking off chops. So John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, I don't think they fired one round. It's all CGI. Um, so it's not, um, you don't need it anymore. And like, what, what's the point? So Johan Oftens, um, like his death, I was like, why they even fucking fire around? Why did they even use uh, blanks? Was it a rap video? Yeah, but it, but it doesn't matter. No one wants to be cool. Yeah, but CGI these days, like, why do you need? To, why did you? Who yeah. signed off that you need to do that? Um, but again, we know how to do it. Um, so when we get our guys, because we know all the safety standards around it. Because I say, well, one, who signed off on it? Two, who trained the guy? You know, three, what's the guy's qualifications? Or what's the guy who trained him? What's his qualifications? Um, do you know what I mean? Who's a safety officer who signed off on that? What's his qualifications with weapons? What's his training with weapons? So there's all these fucking unanswered questions that I want to get down the bottom of. But regardless, that's what we say now is before we go on everything, we're like coming out of the army, you have that many fucking qualifications that you're just like, well, this is, this is crazy. And then when you get in the real world, you're like, well, hang on, how come you haven't got a qualification to do that? Oh, you don't need one. Well, yeah, you fucking do. Um, and this was the thing when I went to shop firing um, with explosives in, in mines. I said, oh, well, how do I get in there? Oh, well, you need to be on the job for two years before you can sit your shop firing exam. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I look into it and I'm like, well, hang on. Where, where's the course to do this? Oh, no, well, you just got to, this is just a one one pit. And I said, um, I said, well, what's the, what's the course I need to do? Well, no, there's no course. You just hang around. I'm like, well, what? Uh, like what do I need what elements do I need to sign off on and what do I need to be tested in well no you don't and I'm like well this is fucked I said no that's not right I said what's the qualification and it's not about having and that's where that, that pit was backwards because I, I you know they're like oh you know after a year I found out well what they were saying was was crap and I just went and got my license and they're like oh you think you're fucking good I said no because it's a basic work cover license it doesn't it doesn't mean I can actually do the job, it means that I'm actually allowed to do the job now, whereas before I haven't been allowed to do it. It's just like getting a a, um, a forklift license. You know, you go and do a three-day course or a two-day course, whatever, to get your forklift license so that then you can safely operate that forklift. You don't go and work on a forklift for two years until you're good before you get a license. Yeah. It's the same as driving a car. It's, it's just a license to say that you've been trained and deemed competent at that time, so you're, li- you're safely allowed to drive it. Um, and that's what I say with this, with, with safety and this whole fucking movie industry. I'm like, well, hang on, where's where's his qualifications? You know, where's his fucking stuff? Who's who's going around checking everyone's qualifications? 
Anyway, we're talking too much. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, there's a lot of hate there. What's your funniest moment on set? Uh, any set? Uh, that's that's with Thor. That's oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, there's been some doozies, um, but um, Thor Thor's my main story. That's that's my funnest story. <laughs> um, two things. One. Um, so I, I got a photo. So where where we were on Thor? Oh, this is Ragnarok. Um, the way they were shooting it. Um, like it's when Kate Blanchett comes in and just annihilates everyone. Um, the way they shoot it is all in, in like quarters or, you know, split, split, like let's pretend she's in the middle and they're shooting one direction and we're all on the floor dead. And then they turn the camera. So they're facing back the other way. So everyone's got to get up and move and then, uh, lay down dead behind her that side. Cause every, the whole set picks up basically and moves ah. because, you know, you see one person there. It's not that one person there. It's like, there's that one person, the camera, and then there's like fucking 200 people with all the rigging and all this shit behind the camera. So when it, even when you're seeing just one person. So if they do a reverse shot, everyone's got to pick up, turn around and go the other side and then film back the other way. So um, they did that and they did this in four different parts um, when we were in Asgard. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's this one point when um, I looked and there was the, the entryways to Asgard and there's the stairs and everyone was lying on the ground. And usually, like, these guys are professional extras. They're just, they go, you go in there and you fucking lie down and you go to sleep because you're going to be there for two hours. And that's what they do. They just lie down and dudes will just start snoring. And you're like, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. You know, like, in the in the movie, it's like fucking 20 seconds. But it's, um, but you know, the dudes are there, like, you know, all day, every day in different spots just falling asleep. Um, anyway, I saw, I saw my, my big moment, my big opportunity. I saw the stairs. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to lie down on the stairs. Um, and I'm trying to like climb over the top and lean on it, but it's just like, um, it's just like, um, what's that? Poly, not polyester. Polystyrene. Polystyrene fucking stuff. So I'm breaking the fucking stairs to Asgard. (laughs) And then, um, I thought, oh fuck, I'll just lie with my back backwards. So I did like a reverse arch on the stairs with my head up. And I'm like, I oh, see so your face is exposed. Yeah, my face is exposed because yeah. I looked at where the, the it's where the Asian dude gets speared, and I'm like, all right, there's the camera, there's that dude. I'm like, I'll be right behind him, and I'm like, yep, sweet. So I'm like laying there like that, and then the dudes comes up and the pictures on Instagram, and then um, dude comes up and everyone's like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, it's fucking good. They're like, you're an idiot. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be sweet. And anyway, and that's that's what. So then the dudes come up and. Director comes up, he's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, does this look shit or what? He's like, no, 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 it's all right. You're just going to be there for two hours. I'm like, yeah, I'm sweet. And uh, <laughs> and they kept it in. So you can see me. It's like literally close up of the dude and I'm over, over his right shoulder all bang up backwards. And um, I love it, but it's not even the funniest part. The funniest part is then I walk down and we move again. And then um, anyway, I, I know I've been on, I know I, I can be seen. So... I said to another guy, hey, I've been seen this time. See where the camera is. I said, I'll lie down because it's just like one level of dead dudes. And I'm like, I'll lie down. You lie on top of me so that you can stand out and then turn your, turn your head to face towards the camera so they can see you. And he's like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> anyway, there's, there's just shit because it's been a war. So there's all like bows and arrows and just shit everywhere. Anyway, so Kate Blanchett's walking down. She does a couple of take, takes. Anyway, um, this one time I hear this click and bang. And I'm like, fuck, Kate's fallen over. Like she's, cause she's just tripped over on the shit that's on the ground. So I literally, but you know, you're not allowed to move until anyone says cut. Like 
that's the whole rule. Look at how hard is that? Don't oh. move until they say cut. But I've heard that Kate's gone down. So I'm like, fuck. So I throw this guy off my back. I turn around. I run over and I pick up Kate. I'm like, hey, you're right. And I pick her up. And then everyone's like, cut, cut. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, she fell over. And then they all come running and, and I'm like, they're like, get away from her. I'm like, fuck off. Like she's fallen over. Anyway, it was, it was a, it was a bit <laughs> funny. Everyone's, everyone's like, what are you doing? You should have just let her go. I said, no, she fell over, man. I was going to help her up. Anyway, later on, she walks past. I'm like, hey, Kate, how you feeling, mate? She's like, oh, thanks for that. Rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, ah. Anyway, I know it's dumb. I could dumb. have talked to Kate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, it's, um, yeah, that was the very first time I was on set. And that was uh, a Marvel movie. It was Thor Ragnarok. So I had so much fun doing that that I went, well, that's what, that's what I want other people to do. And it's not about being actors and being heroes and being stunts and doing all that. It's it's just being dead on the set, you know, and just being Having like, hey, fun. That's, that's cool. You know, I was on that yeah. movie, you know, and now I, I watch that movie and um, like my kids watch that and they're like, oh, there's dad. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's fucking Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> You're like and, the tradie that drives past the house with the wife in the car. You see the house over there? Yeah. I'll, I'll put the plumbing in there. Yeah, I'll put the plumbing in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll put the scaffolding up over there. Yeah, uh, but no, it is. It's um, yeah, but it's cool. But and I think that's that's, it's just a it's just a cool little thing to say. Hey, look, we did that. And then I think that's why Danger Close was so awesome. Like I was, um, day one, like we day one we were um, putting up tents, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be. Fucked. Um, and I said, like, legit. I went, this is, this is a lot of work. And I said, oh, but I can't wait until it's finished. And then we're with the boys that are helping build this. And we're sitting down, watching the movie, going, hey, we built that set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and you know, when, when that day came around, it was, yeah, it was fucking surreal. And it was cool. Um, you know, and that's why I, um, yeah, I, I just love it to this day. So... And it's you know, essentially immortalised, um, and that's why we just. But we keep pumping it that, you know, we got real veterans in, into that film, and it, and it just become bigger than what we thought. It was, um, which one was that? The Danger, Danger Close? Close, yeah. Fucking fantastic! Yeah, so, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. mean, the the point where I lost my shit was when the young fella got shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just fucking uh, yeah, choked yeah, yeah. up a bit. When Luke Bracey goes, oh, mate, Sharp's was... dead. I'm like, it got me. And I mean, I fucking yeah. know the story. I've researched it that many times. But it's, um, um, yeah, when that happened, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, just the way uh, Bracey says it, it's just like fucking Sharp's dead. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, right, go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Keep, um, yeah. Yeah, so... But no, you know, it was, a, it was a brilliant movie, mate. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, so I think everyone did a fantastic I, I job. Just, yeah, I just hope we can make make more war stories now. Not just war stories. We just want to make make movies. So we've got our own little studio now. Um, yeah, so I was just about to ask. Mm. You've got you've got yourself a little. Uh, it, it's an ex navy base. base. Yeah, so it's it's about to be redeveloped, but. Um, We've been given permission to, to stay in there for until the development starts. So it could be anywhere from six months to a year. And um, it's just to get us started and uh, proof of concept to, to say, hey, we can we can do this. And it's just a place to come. So, um, yeah, it's it's quite large. And, you know, we're, we're shooting a commercial out there next week, um, which is pretty cool. And then we're, we're doing a mu- music video. Um, and then we've got um, – we're in pre-production – for a um for uh, a movie that my mate wrote so 
um, yeah, we just we just want to start kicking it off, and because it's an old Navy base, um, it's fucking perfect for a zombie movie. So yeah, that's why I'm nice. Like, fuck, it, oh, fuck it, just do a zombie movie. Who cares if it's shit? You know, it's fucking no all zombie could. movies are no, shit. I know, I know, and but that's, that's what I'm so saying. fucking shit. They're good. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like, no one gives a fuck. Like you can just do whatever you want. And it's yeah, like, just put it up there. Like people would rather watch that fucking fake shit sometimes, because you know it's going to be crap. So. Oh, well, we, yeah. Well, I mean, when you see zombie in the title, yeah. I mean, it's going to be far fetched. That's right. It's, it's, it's like a it's Fast and funny. Furious movie. Yeah, everything's far far fetched. You got to expect it. Everyone expects it. Yeah. And they don't get disappointed. Yeah, well, that's right. You know? You, know, you can't be like, oh, that was really good. Well, no, yeah, well, it was a zombie movie, so. But, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I, I know they're really hard to make. And there's a lot of makeup, a lot of costumes. Yeah. Fucking art department, man. It's Working on set is, is you know, we've done everything since then. We've done, like, fuck, we did 15 productions last year. Um, but we, um, it's, it's working behind the scenes and seeing what the art department do. Like Sam Hobbs, um, is like the, the main guy for a lot of things. Um, so he, he designed everything for, for Danger Close. Um, and the detail you go into that you don't even think about it. And now like, you're literally, cause we, you know, we, we, we help build sets in, in different TV shows, different movies you watch and you're like. Fuck the amount of effort we go into, and then the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. You look at the actors, and you're like, "Fuck!" The actors got the easiest job in the world. All they have to do is get a piece of paper, work out what they need to say, then go into this set that's been fucking created for them, um, with all the perfect lighting, all the sound, all the fucking camera work, all the directors going right. Read that line, cool. All right, now get out, and then they fucking rip the whole set down, and you're like. It's a lot of work, like, and that's where the money goes. And you know, it's just, it's just weird. So, um, you know, a lot of, lot of films and all that. You know, it's, um, um, you know, you try and go to a place that's already set up. You know, like, oh, you got to go to a hospital, you go to a hospital or whatever. Um, but I know that, um, like Harrow, um, Harrow's filmed here in Queensland. Um, they built a hospital, so they don't actually do it in a live hospital because it costs too much money and it's too hard like you know to actually use up part of a hospital it's cheaper and easier to build the whole hospital so they built the whole set just to film this one bit and you know and like danger clothes every single thing was built and you know you've got to go out and purchase all the stuff you know you've got to go out and and get like 1966 fucking beer cans and fine collectors and it's a massive task so you and you don't even think about that for that that you know, I always go, fuck, that's a lot of effort for, like, three seconds of footage. Like, yeah, well, that's what they do. And, mm. that, and I think you, you understand and appreciate movies more. Um, I thought I'd be like, oh, I'm not wanting to see movies after I'd done a lot. But it's, no, you appreciate every fucking scene. And even a scene on a beach where, you know, there might be two dudes on a beach just fucking talking. But all on that beach, if anyone's in that fucking... It's not like they went down on a beach and said, hey, we're just going to fucking film. Because be, it's a massive crew... Um, and everyone on that set, everyone on that beach will be a paid extra with your costumes that's gone through makeup, all this, just for a fucking three-second footage. It's, it's a bit surreal, but then you, you quickly see how, like, why the money's, that it costs so much to make a movie because it's, it's, it's everything. You've got to pay yeah. for everything you see on that fucking screen. Everything's got to be perfect. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people will say that a lot of shit isn't perfect. <coughs> oh, well, look, it's what, it's what they said with you. fucking, 
It's like what they said with the APCs. They're like, oh, they're not, they're not, um, they're not oh, like M one one one. What are they? Uh, M one one three A. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Like, yeah, they're not because there's none in the fucking country. Yeah, mate. like it's. And I was, I was actually thinking yesterday. It's like making a World War Two movie, mm. or whatever the case may be, and saying, oh, can we just go and borrow Mephisto from the yeah. museum? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can, right. uh, so ha- continuity, you yeah, know, continuity. 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 Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, how uh, about fuck off? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> a cardboard we motherfucker. Yeah, we, we can't, <laughs> we don't have, the only one they had, um, the real one, was um, uh, Adrian Roberts' vehicle, was the only, like, A1, and that's the exact vehicle. So... That's continuity. Like that was yeah. the exact vehicle wow. that he drove uh, in the battle, and it was used on the set of the movie. So that's real. But people don't appreciate that. They're like, "Oh, the other ones weren't A ones." It's like because there's none more in the fucking country, yeah, mate. They've all been cut in half, and they've all been extended. Yeah, they've all been extended to AS fours. Oh, you should have brought some in from fucking America. You know how much that would cost? Yeah, oh, fucking mate. It's and and I think you know it, it's also filmed in Queensland. It wasn't actually filmed in. Uh, Vietnam, fucking idiots. Anyway, no, I know, I just no, it, but, it annoys I, I, me because it's yeah. a story. You know, you're trying to tell a story, and it's like, well, you go make it. You know, yeah. you go make it better, and it's like, oh, you God. can't keep everyone happy. Well, that's right, but you I know. just it, it just it's just annoying. Like, go and whinge about something else, mate. Um, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Three hours. Uh, two hours and fifteen. Oh, we're fucking killing it, mate. We've fucking nailed it, I reckon. So, All right, whatever. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or I could keep going, but yeah. Oh, I don't care. Well, um, we'll call it there if you want. Um, you want to sign off? What do you want to say? Yeah, mate. Look, fucking love what you are doing. Um, thanks for sharing, man. It's, That's right. Come and be my zombie th- movie. Fucking thanks for giving me a hug on the uh, on the way in, bro. Yeah. That was fucking yeah. Just well, why not? I love meeting solid hugger. people, man. I'm a hugger. I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, mate, I wish you all the best in the future. Sorry for taking so long to get here. It's been fucking No, nah, man, no. Nah, nah. like, like, like I said, the, the the biggest thing with doing this podcast is just lining up times because, yeah. um, you know, I've got a lot of keen people. Yeah. Um, it, it's just timing. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I get it. Yeah. You know, you, got, you guys have got shit to it's do. A perfect so. day. Perfect day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day outside. No dust. No dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I love you. This is good. Yeah, no, this is awesome, man. Thank you very much for coming in. And uh, mate, anytime you want to just talk shit, man, yeah, just give us yeah. a call, man. You just I fucking will. come and we'll have, get, have a brew. Oh, I want to come and see your um, yeah, do it. Your shed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, once we get set up, we're getting passes and all that. But yeah, yeah. Fuck um, you, yeah, I'll be in your zombie movie. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll be mad. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's about when we when we get offline. Yeah, so. no, no. Yes, <laughs> we're going. Fucking see you <laughs> later, cunts. <See> you. <laughs> <laughs>